Picture this, you're sitting down to watch a live poetry performance. The first poet takes the stage, and as they begin to read, they're accompanied by a live jazz band. If this sounds intriguing, well, you're in luck. International Jazz Poetry Month returns to Pittsburgh on May 2nd. The festival features more than 50 artists, including local jazz icons and poets from Algeria, Cuba, Sudan, and Ukraine. Tickets to watch online or in person at City of Asylum's home on the north side are free. Get yours at cityofasylum.org before they're gone. Today on CityCast Pittsburgh, the federal government is giving away billions of dollars to build hydrogen hubs across the country, and Pennsylvania lawmakers, they want in. They're excited about hydrogen as a cleaner energy source than fossil fuels, and about the potential for new, well-paying jobs throughout the Commonwealth. But some environmental advocates worry, without the right regulations in place, these hydrogen hubs won't actually be as environmentally friendly as they seem. It's Wednesday, September 6th. I'm Mallory Falk, and here's what Pittsburgh's talking about. I'm with Kate Huang Pu, government reporter for Spotlight PA. Kate, thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. So, Kate, the federal government's giving out billions of dollars starting at the end of the year to create up to 10 hydrogen hubs across the country. And they're just what they sound like, these hubs that would produce and store energy. Let's start off basic here. Why are some people so excited about hydrogen as an energy source? Yeah, I mean, I think that the idea is that with climate change, uh, we need to have like all the tools in our arsenal to not increase the global temperature by 1.5 degrees Celsius. So hydrogen is a, one way of doing that. When you burn hydrogen, there's no carbon emissions. It's just water. Um, so in field, in things like chemical production, long distance aviation, like other forms of fuel, steel working, um, things that are emission heavy or heat heavy, like that produce a lot of heat. Um, hydrogen is a really good alternative. It's, again, not going to produce any emissions. But I've heard all forms of hydrogen are not created equal. Some are more environmentally friendly than others. Um, and I guess there's actually this whole rainbow of colors out there. So could you break that down for us, maybe starting with blue hydrogen? Yeah. So blue hydrogen is hydrogen that's produced using methane. So hydrogen is really, really bountiful, like it's everywhere, but it's not commonly in a form that we can use to make energy. So you have mm -hmm. to extract it from other things. One of the ways that's most common to do this is t using methane. But when you're using methane to get hydrogen, you end up with carbon emissions, you end up with methane emissions. Um, so blue hydrogen is when those emissions are produced, but you capture them and store them deep underground in injection wells. So there's a carbon capture and storage component to the hydrogen production. And there are other ways to create hydrogen, the other colors. Yeah, exactly. There's also, you could do, you could create hydrogen from renewable energy as well. Things like solar, 
wind, uh, power plants, things like that, rather than uh, methane. So that's what's called green hydrogen. And Mm -hmm. it's supposed to be, you know, more energy or more environmentally friendly. There's no emissions whatsoever. And when you burn hydrogen, the only uh, like emission is it ends up being water. So it's, you know, a lot better for the atmosphere. Okay, let's finish out this rainbow. Tell me about the other colors. Yeah, yeah. So there's so many kinds. There's pink is using nuclear energy. Um, Orange is the science is a little fuzzy for me. I'm not a science major, but uh, (laughs) using some form of bacteria to break down methane um, that will then be used in, in like steam power to create hydrogen fuel. Um, that's a very loose outline of what that process is like. But yeah, those two are also, I think they're considered more environmentally friendly than blue hydrogen, but not as good as green. So I saw in your reporting that blue hydrogen is one of the more common forms. If there's ways to capture and store the carbon that gets produced so that, you know, it doesn't end up in the atmosphere, then why are some people here so worried about it? Yeah, so Environmental advocates, for one, say that it's not a guarantee that zero methane emissions will be released or zero carbon dioxide emissions will be released, right? Like, even with carbon capture, I think, like, a really good rate is maybe, like, 95%. So it's not zero emission. It's not, like, Mm -hmm. uh, green hydrogen. Uh, The other concern is that there's not enough power within the state to regulate that sort of new industry to make sure that the pipelines are built safely or they're being used safely, that they won't result in leaks. Um, There's also concerns that injection wells, um, which are sort of like these deep underground wells that are also similarly used for fracking. This is a different kind, but that's like a a common comparison that it'll result in earthquakes or in other sort of like leaches of chemicals into water sources. It's just a lot of new endeavors that Pennsylvania doesn't have experience, you know, uh, monitoring, overseeing. So there's a lot of concern that, you know, if we do get this money and if we do end up building hydrogen wells, how are we going to do it in a safe way? This sort of reminds me of when fracking first came to Pennsylvania. And I'm curious if these concerns connect at all to our state's history with fracking and, and what happened here. Yeah, no, that's I think nearly every environmental advocate I've talked to has said we don't want to repeat a fracking like that's something where it happened very quickly and sort of there wasn't enough time for regulations and and like a a structure to be put in place to oversee um, that industry, um, you know, according to the environmental advocates. So with hydrogen, there's a lot of discussion happening now with the knowledge that, you know, this is a decades long project and they want to sort of try to get in on the ground floor and and put in some of this oversight. Are there any states that have established hydrogen hubs already that Pennsylvania could look to as a model for how to set this up? Um, I believe Texas was starting one. I don't think it's completely set up yet, but they were like in the process of building one. But again, like hydrogen is part of the reason there's so much discussion around hydrogen now is because of this like $10 billion investment where before it just wasn't financially like feasible to create these hydrogen hubs um, because it's so much cheaper and easier to just get 
fossil fuels and 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 use that energy instead. So there's not too many examples, that, at least that that I, that I know of, of hydrogen plants in in the country. So if they came here, we would really be kind of on the on the cutting edge of this. Yeah, yeah, and that's something that um, environmental advocates I've talked to said, where like this is a huge deal for DOE to give this much money for like a discovery developmental project, where um, it's like a huge show of of investment and, and promise in this like burgeoning uh, energy industry. Do you like to dance, look at beautiful art, eat gourmet snacks, people watch? Well, mark your calendars for Friday, June 7th for one of my favorite parties in Pittsburgh. It's Mattress Factory's 25th Garden Party. The theme this year is make-believe, and it's all to celebrate and support the creatives in our community. There's going to be live music, an open bar, an art auction, and probably my favorite, the costume contest. Trust me, I will be judging yins and so will everyone else there be playful be imaginative explore your magical realm because this is a theme party you want to come dressed to impress you must be 21 and up to attend and rest assured every dollar raised goes directly towards supporting the museum its art its education and all of its community outreach initiatives get your tickets now to the 25th mattress factory garden party they are in our show notes and online at mattress.org. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Let's get into the proposals for hydrogen hubs in Pennsylvania. Do we know how many there are and, you know, which form or color of hydrogen they'd produce? Yeah, so there are three applications total. Um, there's one in the southeast and there's two in the west. The one in the southeast, I believe, is the one that is going to be the most environmentally friendly in terms of um, the kind of hydrogen that will be used. It's supposed to end up being completely green hydrogen with some blue hydrogen to start, some orange hydrogen, I think pink as well. The other two proposals are uh just blue hydrogen is my understanding. Um, but all of these proposals aren't public, so we don't know the exact details. Things could change. Um, that's just like from the latest that I've seen and from what I've gotten reporting. Um, but again, so the, the final plans won't be out until the fall or the winter. So we've we've got some time. And why do we know so little about these proposals? Like, why isn't this information public? Mostly because the Department of Energy, the Federal Department of Energy, has not made it a requirement to make anything uh, public, which has been a real uh, joy to work through as a journalist. Uh-huh. Um, so, not always the way. Oh, yes. Uh, but so mostly, like, I've talked to representatives from two of the projects, and they've given us, like, a decent amount of detail. But again, it's not final. It's not 
public. Uh, like I think I talked to them right after they got comments back from the Department of Energy on their initial proposal. So those comments are meant to allow the the application to like grow and change and, and meet the, the needs of the DOE. Um, we have a general sense of what the DOE wants, but the details are all pretty blurry and it makes it hard to you know, predict what kind of regulations you need, what kind of uh, oversight you'll need on how this will affect communities. And yeah, just overall, like there's no number or stats on the amount of missions that will be produced by any of these plants. Even if we don't know all of the details, we're talking about a lot of money uh, going into this, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think one of the applicants wanted like $900 million from the DOE um, each the DOE is giving up, like, I believe up to $8 billion, um, for like eight to 10 projects. So I don't, I'm not sure how much the other two applications requested. I haven't been able to find the details on that. But the way the application works is that you're, the applicant is supposed to be able to match up at least half of the total funds of the project. So the DOE might provide that other half, that $900 million. But if that is, you know, that half, then that's like a, over a billion and a half dollars uh, coming into the state. And and the state's also kicking in tax incentives. Is that right? Yeah. Currently, there's a tax credit that already exists for hydrogen producers. Mm-hmm. There is a bill. I It's kind of paused. It's stalled at the moment. I, I don't know. I don't think it'll go anywhere. But um, that was aimed at incentivizing cleaner hydrogen production. So, Currently, if you produce hydrogen, um, you'll get, I believe, a dollar back for every kilogram you produce, but that that number might be fudged. Um, but you, it's tiered, so if the cleaner your hydrogen is, the more money you'll get back. But that's, again, that's the, the amendment that is being proposed, so it's not necessarily going to go through. What's the payoff here? What would it mean for Pennsylvania's economy if we got these hubs? Yeah, I mean, again, it's it's potentially billions of dollars coming into the state to get at the ground floor of a new energy industry that, you know, is really it's on the up and up like it's it's in the new energy economy. And with all the money coming in from IIJA and IRA, um, the Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act and the Inflation Reduction Act, it's just sort of a really great time to be. Uh, energy producer or working in like climate engineering and and green energy. And some of the applications also included sort of like a community agreement sort of aspect where they're either working with local universities or local organizations, local unions, sort of things like that to create like prevailing wage jobs um, and sort of foster growth in the community. So that's sort of the community aspect that they're trying to sell uh, with these applications. So how is this all, you know, playing out politically in Harrisburg? Yeah, in Harrisburg, there's definitely a sense of pretty much all lawmakers are like, we want this money. There's some lawmakers who are more environmentally inclined who say, we want this money, but we want regulations too. Um, The problem is for them that they're not really in the majority, right? Like there's by and large, most Democrats and pretty much all Republicans want more funding. So the 
regulation aspect of it is sort of not as important of a priority as Mm. getting the money is in the first place. Do you have a sense of how people who might live near these hubs feel about them? I mean, I've read that there's some hope that they could provide union jobs, at least during the building phase. Um, But putting that aside, do people even understand what might be coming into their communities? I, I don't think that they understand because like we don't fully un- like uh, as someone whose job is to try to find out what's going to happen. I don't fully know uh-huh. um, like these applications. Again, they're all private. They're all sp- supposed to contain um, an environmental justice aspect. So that's a part of the federal requirements that there is a special focus towards the the communities that are most impacted by climate change. But we don't know what that will look like. Like, does that mean giving money to certain towns to subsidize like economic development programs? Does that mean, um, or does that mean just like, you know, hiring a few people to say we're environmental justice people and we're going to monitor this. Um, so it's sort of up in the air. I think, yeah, like vaguely we know where the, the plants will be, but even then, like, it's it's just not super clear what the long-term effects will be. So still a lot of questions, it sounds like. Yeah, for sure. Kate Huangpu is government reporter for Spotlight PA. We'll have a link to her reporting on hydrogen hubs in our show notes. Kate, thanks again for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. That's all for today here on CityCast Pittsburgh. If you enjoyed the show, why not tell a friend, rate the show, leave us a review, and subscribe to our Hey Pittsburgh newsletter. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. See you then. Oh, why can I not speak today?